Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Lady Chow Fung and Adam, and we're going to be talking about Ashes of Time, a 1994 uh, but later redone uh, film by Wong Kar Wai uh, with action direction by Sammo Hung. Uh, it stars Leslie Chung, Tony Lung, Bridget Lin, Jackie Chung, uh, Little Tony Lung, and Charlie Young, as well as Karina Lau. Um, now, before we get into this movie, we, we do have something to talk about. Uh, uh, Wushu Weekend, we, we do polls with our Patreons for what movies are going to be done in the upcoming months. And for this month, we're doing the 90s as a theme. And for the 25th, everybody got a vote on the movie they wanted. But we ended up with a tie. And the tie was between The Blade and Iron Monkey. And so what we're going to do going forward is the first week of every month is going to be our open week. We're going to be able to either put in any movie we want there, or if there's a tie, we can shift that uh, one of the two movies down to that week. So what we're going to do is uh, one of us is going to flip a coin and see whether we're doing The Blade or Iron Monkey on the 25th, and whichever one doesn't win on the coin toss, we'll be reviewing on the 1st of next month. So uh, does any do either of you guys have a coin handy? I do. All right. So why don't we say heads, it's the blade, tails, it's iron monkey. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Uh... <laughs> tails. So is it iron monkey, right? That's what you said. All right, Iron Monkey it is. Okay, so... All right, so we've penciled it in. And, you know, that's... So going forward, that's how we're going to do things. Um, and we're going to try to, you know, if, if there are ties like this, we'll try to honor all of the all of the, all of the ones that, that made it into the tie. So uh, if we have to adjust schedules and stuff, we'll do so. But, uh, but that's... Uh, so, so next month or the, uh, is going to be... Uh, the blade and this month we're going to do iron monkey and now to bring it back to the the, sh the show for the evening we're again talking about ashes of time this is a, a very strange movie it's not easy to categorize and we're, we're talking about the redux version which was done i think in 2008 and it's it's quite a bit different from the original i i, I was able to to watch the original this week as well and the, the, I mean, they're similar in a lot of ways, but there are a lot of things that feel very different uh, between the two. And we will talk about some of the differences, um, but just know that that primarily what we're talking about here is the Redux version. Um, so, so guys, what was your what was your reaction to this film? I was confused for about half of it. I like the actors in the movie. I think the direction was good. I think the action direction was good. I was just confused with who was who and what they were doing. I, to, to me, some of the actors had a very similar look and it confused me. And then we get into love triangles and forgotten memory. And so I'm not sure exactly what was going on, but I thought it was an okay movie. I think I need to watch it again to better understand it. But it did give me some perspective on characters that um, we see in the Brave Archer series. So it was very helpful with that. Yeah, I, I went through a series of feelings about this movie. It's like, I, I, I say, 
you know, during the usual discussion where the next movie is picked, I, I wasn't actually in on that this time. And so I, I watched this movie blind. I had no idea what I was sitting down to watch. I'm like, going to watch this movie. And then suddenly it's like characters from Condor Hero Show. I'm like, oh, this is going to be easy to follow. I know these characters. And then it went in a very different direction than I expected it to. And uh, I was... Yeah, if, you, if I turn this movie off at the midpoint, I would say I didn't really care for it. It was I was pretty muddled and not quite following it. But emotionally, it kind of came together at the end. I ended up, you know, I, I, I still feel like I need to see it again. But it, it, it kind of came through at the end for me. And, uh, and yeah, and just to give it some context, this is a film that's kind of like a prequel to Legend of Condor Heroes. It's about Uyung Fung, who is one of the big villains in that story. And he's, he's also a character in Return of Condor Heroes. And this movie, uh, it, it sort of fantasizes, what was the early years of, of Uyung Fung like? And we see that he's, he's this guy that seems to be live, uh, running an inn of some kind in the desert. Or maybe it's not even an inn. He might just be letting people stay there occasionally. But he, he basically uh, is, a, is a broker for primarily nefarious activities like assassinations and things like that and uh and and he encounters a number of people and these are all figures who become important in the condor heroes story so we see him interacting with huang yaoshi who is sort of described as somebody he's very very familiar with this is someone who he sees regularly we also see him interact with hong chi gong who is the leader of beggar clan in the condor heroes series and we even see him interact with with a with a weird character who has like a split personality, uh, played by Bridget Lin. And uh, one of the personalities is male, and that's Morong Yang, and the other one is female, and it's Morong Ying. And they're presented as sort of brother and sister, uh, but ultimately we realize it's the same character. And it turns out that this is actually Dugu seeking a loss, who's a a really important character as well in Condor Heroes. Um, and so, uh, it's, it, so you, so you get, you know, you, I don't know, it's, it's a very unusual prequel in that, in that respect. And my, my reaction to this film is it has almost no real plot. It's really kind of character study and it's just sort of, I mean, there is a plot in that things do happen, but you, you kind of just feel like, okay, now we're following this Hong Chi Gong thing and now we're following this. Uh, this Huang Yaoshi situation. And now there's this blind swordsman thing going on and the girl with the mule. And I, I, the, so my feeling about the movie is it, it is a confusing film and it's a, uh, a very surreal movie. But the thing I like about it is sort of the same thing that I like about 2001, which is nothing to do with the plot, but everything to do with how the movie just kind of makes me feel overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I feel like it's kind of a, it's a movie that feels like being drunk is how I usually describe <laughs> it. Um, and so I feel yeah. like if that's the way to engage the film. I think I think I think if you try to because I was trying to this time around I was really trying to think through all of the Condor heroes implications. Like, oh, is the is the bird in the cage like the Condor? You know, like like really try like struggling. And I was I, I realized it was just a futile effort. Um, yeah, I'd say the midpoint. Like at the midpoint, I, I was kind of 
against the movie to an extent. And I mean, I did, I did like the atmosphere of the movie up to that point, but I think, I think the fact when you're going to review something, you feel like you need to, you need to understand it to some extent to say something. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to say, but it did click for me by the end, but that the mood, it does have a nice mood to it. Definitely. And, uh, and no, yeah, I I agree. I go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I like, I like the mood of the movie and as the movie went on, I kind of became a little less confused, but I still enjoyed the movie. But even though it didn't really have a plot, I like when a director can pull off um, very detailed characters and their emotions and how they make you feel. Mm -hmm. Um, A plot would have been great to have it all together, but this movie didn't have it all together. But I did like the character study of each of the different characters. I thought it was pretty cool. Now, what, what, I, I'm curious what your thoughts on the fighting were because the fighting is shot in, a, in an odd way. And, and like we said, it's Sammo Hung is the action choreographer. Um, but sometimes the fighting is a bit obscured. So I was wondering if that affected... Uh, people's enjoyment of the and, and there weren't that many fight scenes either there were there was like a you, you wait a long time between fights in this one yeah this one's more definitely driven by character relationships i like the fighting in the film there wasn't a lot of it and the fights were very in my opinion brief but i liked it i I guess because I liked more of developing the characters since there wasn't really a plot. So there really didn't need to be that much fighting for me. But I enjoyed the fighting. If there would have been more fighting, I would have enjoyed it even more. Because I think the um, the style with the swords and everything was good. There wasn't... I don't remember a lot of hand-to-hand in this. Yeah. So I like the, the style. Yeah, I think I think it was well done. I think to an extent too. It's like in you know, in a lot of movies the combat's supposed to be exciting and fun to an extent. And I think I think with this movie it's like it's a little more abstract and stuff because it's you it's not it's not trying to pull you in in the same way a typical Wuxia would movie would be with it being a thrilling thing. It's like it's there's you know, it's it's going for a different feel with the combat than a lot of movies. So- there was one uh, moment in the fights that I thought was really effective when uh, Tony Lung, the blind swordsman, who's he's going blind slowly. He, he, he has a mm. condition that will make him blind by like age 30 or so. And he, he just kind of happens to become almost entirely blind the day that he's uh, hired to go fight with these bandits. And Uyung Fung even asks him like, oh, you're blind now? Or, you know, he's, he's like, yeah, so, so pray that it's a clear day. And... I think during the fight he he uh, he loses a little bit of his vision um, because of the because of some overcast things going on. But he's he's his throat is slit by a blind swordsman, I believe, or or his chest or some part of his body is slit open. But when they cut him open, he he has this line where he talks about how everybody says when you when you delivered a killing blow, you you the the flowing blood sounds like the wind. And uh, and it's it's it it kind of just sort of really 
burns that scene in your memory and then there's this scene of a of a piece of fabric that's been split open and it feels like that's supposed to represent the wound that he that, that he just took um and so i don't know i just i just found that like a really striking kind of interesting scene um and that line actually confused me because i wasn't sure who was actually saying that line in that moment so you cleared that up for me okay yeah, I yeah think it was I, the that's yeah, that that was the thing that's very confusing about this movie. Usually when there's a voiceover in a movie, there's like a single voiceover, but you're continually shifting who's doing the voiceover in this movie in a number of places, which would which 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 made things a little harder to follow for me. Yeah, I would agree with that because I I think I noticed it at this scene in fact that the that that I was like, "Wait, this isn't Uyung Fung talking anymore." <laughs> and it, and it is it is confusing. Um, yeah, I, I, I had to like jump back and I was like, wait, did Uyong Fung show up or something? And I didn't know, you know, I was like, no, no, it's still still the same guy. And I, I don't know. It, 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 yeah, yeah. And I had thought um, Uyong Fung had died. But I'm like, well, how can he die? Because <laughs> now he's telling yeah. a different story. So that does Munchausen. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but well, what did you guys think of the blind swordsman? Did you, you know, we could go by characters here. Like, what was your, uh, what was your, what were your thoughts on on him? I like the blind swordsman. I'm sorry that he uh, didn't last too long in the movie. Um, I thought he was brave in knowing that he had this condition and taking on the. Um, the bandits anyway i i liked him i would have liked to get to know him a little bit better and and as far as i could tell he isn't a he's not relevant to the condor heroes no um but i mean it's possible i'm not remembering something or there's you know because it because at first i was like oh i wonder if he's the leader of the seven freaks or if he's you know if he's some weird weird reimagining of of mei chao fung or something but uh you know he just was some guy who died i guess uh but uh but it does lead us to to hong chi gong because after he fails in that task he ends up uh hiring hong chi gong to do it and i mean hong chi gong is a very important character in return to condor here so i'm curious what you how'd you how'd you think of them handling him here because number one in here they have him uh he has a wife that's chasing after him and and he's just sort of it seems like he's like in the very early phases of trying to become a martial hero of some kind. And he's really just sort of deciding what kind of person he wants to be. Um, and some interesting things happen. He, he ends up, he ends up, uh, you know, doing this mission for Uyung Fung, but there's also a girl with a donkey who is trying to find somebody to, to kill some bandits who killed her brother or some militiamen who killed her brother. And, and he takes her job for an egg and he ends up losing his finger uh in the fight and then him and uh Uyung Fung have this whole conversation about you know whether it was stupid or not for him to to take the job for an egg I I like this part because it gave an insight into who we would later see in um Brave Archer as an honorable character who um remember he told his students that they couldn't lie and so he, I think in taking the job with about with the egg, that solidified who he would later become, very honorable and honest, centered on food, 
because he did it for an egg. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, that was just a prelude of what was yet to come. And he eventually drags his wife along with him and because he, he's married to her. So he has to honor that bond that they've um, that they've created. So I thought that that was a good way to develop his character for the yeah. future. Um, and I know it's not how it's described in the story, but it's, you know, the explanation of losing the finger because we know that he's missing a finger in the Brave Archer series, Condor Heroes. So um, I really liked him. Yeah, I, uh, I like the character as well. And on the food thing, too, Uyong Fong even, even lures him in with a bowl of food to, to even offer him the job in the first place. So the food thing is pretty strong through that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. It's uh, it, 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 it ties in pretty well. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. You know, it's it's someone get someone someone comes out of the story immediately in a fairly good way. He loses his finger, but he goes off with his wife and decides, oh, I can you know make it you know make this work. And so he, he he's the one character who walks out of the story you know better than he entered it. <laughs> yeah, true. that is so true. That's so true. I also um like the one line that he said when he was talking to Oh Young Fung about um, how he didn't want to be like him doing everything for money. He wanted to do things the right way and do it for honor. And so that shows that there's a clear separation between, between the two characters. We have Northern Beggar, who's going to go the righteous path, and Oh Young Fung, who's not going the righteous path. <laughs> Yeah, because it's 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 uh it's a lot of times this movie is described as sort of humanizing Uyung Fung, but like it really it, it he's he, he's still a pretty shady guy in the in in this film. He's he's you know he's he's he's, yeah. he's, he's you know like that girl with the donkey. He even like says to her, "Hey, you're a pretty girl. Like I'm not suggesting anything, but just so you know, like you know we could you know you could trade your body for for stuff rather than these eggs." And and so there's like you know he's 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 not like the he's not at all like Hong Chi Gong I think and um and and I think that he he's he's not even as humanized as he becomes in Return of Condor Heroes where you know like he goes crazy yeah. and then that kind of humanizes him because you see him through Yangor's eyes here he's he, he's uh he's he's a shady broker of of of, of bad things. Um, yeah, well, it's it's not it's not like it's a cheap kind of prequel of Uyong Fung being this heroic character who who turns evil or something. It's yeah. just he's this bad guy, and it's how he becomes a different kind of yeah. bad guy. Yeah, he becomes <laughs> he's of... bad on a whole other level. Like he he's he's ambivalently bad in the you know like he, he could really go either way if the money is right. And exactly, in movie, that's yeah. what I was mm -hmm. thinking. That this whole movie is kind of a slippery slope for him because somewhere in there he could become some sort of um of a better person than what he was but he doesn't he never makes those choices well and it, it's interesting he does have a line in there when he's dealing with uh with uh, uh the bridget lynn character where he says he can't distinguish between you know yin or yang i mean he's talking about the characters but their names are yin and yang so it, it's kind of interesting um, i didn't pick up on that but that's good i like that but uh what what you know, what what do you guys think of her uh, I mean, you know, this is kind of a this is a role that she plays a lot in the 90s, this kind of, uh, uh, you know, some kind of role where she's sort of 
you know, either a, a man or, or a woman who's not quite fit, doesn't fit neatly into the box of, of either. Um, and in this one, it's, it's, it's a, you know, they, it's a very interesting explanation for Dugu, who uh, <laughs> is a, you know, who's a, this looming figure in, in, in a lot of the stories that uh, Lewis Cha wrote. So, uh, but yeah, what would you guys think of her? She plays a good psychotic uh, person, <laughs> split personality type. Yeah. She really does. It was like at the beginning when each one of them come to make their separate deals, I was like, okay, it's definitely one person playing two people. But yeah. then it got kind of blurry in there where I was like, not too sure. And then ultimately you do figure it out. It is two, two people consumed in, uh, in one person it's just that they're seeing a di the same situation in different points of view and they're completely crazy yeah she's not i mean because she she ends up uh wanting to kill huang yaoshi because he has an interaction with her at a uh at a tavern where she's dressed as a man and he recognizes that she's actually a woman and he touches her cheek and he says oh if you have a sister i'll definitely marry her and she's like okay you better keep that promise or i'll kill you and when she goes to the appointed place where they're supposed to meet, he doesn't show up. And, uh, and then she ends up in this really weird situation where her, her male personality is trying to kill Huang Yaoshi and the female personality is trying to be with Huang Yaoshi and she believes that the, uh, that the male side doesn't want them to be together and it becomes this, and, and, and that the male side actually desires her and only wants her for himself. It's a very, it's a very unique character. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I thought she was very good in this. I, at that point, I, I think it's, it's something I would enjoy more on a second viewing. Cause I was still, I was still trying to grasp what was going on. Yeah. So there was part of my brain that was frustrated through that whole part that we were just going to wait, you know, I was all the same questions that, that you guys had. Plus like, I also had, wait, is she real? Is he just hallucinating yeah. these two people or, <laughs> you know, oh, I just had, uh... <laughs> that's what the movie feels like. I, I, I remember this was the kind of, when I first saw this movie, I remember actively sort of wondering, do I like this movie? Do I not? Like it was a very, uh -huh. and, and it wasn't for me, it wasn't until I just sort of turned my brain off and like, just kind of enjoyed it that I, I had a fun. Um, yeah, the, and, the 2001 analogy is a good one that you, you made to it because it is it is a movie. Because I had the same experience with 2001. The first few times I watched it when I was young, I thought too much about it and I didn't enjoy it. Then in my, my 20s one night, it came on PBS and I just sat down with my brain off and let it wash over me. I'm like, that was a fantastic yeah. movie. And, and it's very <laughs> similar in that it really doesn't have, I mean, it has a plot, but it's not one, it's not its typical plot. Like a lot of the plot is, there's a bunch of people in a spaceship getting served food. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and the interesting thing is like the most interesting thing going on is like the humming sound of the air conditioner unit or whatever, whatever's recycling the air. Like it's that kind of thing. It's a, it's a, it's a movie that is creating a feel. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I don't know this one. It's, 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 it's definitely a film that I think is, is walks of uh, walks a line where, I, it probably loses a lot of viewers along the way because it really doesn't it doesn't 
give a clear plot and it can be terribly confusing. And if you don't, if you don't know the characters, then there's almost no point in watching it. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, what am I, who is this guy in the desert? It doesn't, it doesn't resonate if, uh, if you don't know who he is. And so, um, but yeah, I agree with that. If you're, if you already know who the characters are, I think you become invested quicker and you give it more of a chance than if you have no idea who these people are. And, and I think one thing to keep in mind is in, in China and in, 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 in that area of the world, this is a, this story is so well known. It's not like, it's not obscure at all. And so the, the, there would be an assumption that people would know about the characters. Um, but, uh, but definitely over here, it's not as well known. So it's, it's, it's a, it, 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 it's one of these things where I, I, I think, you know, I, 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 I would catch glimpses of the story as I would watch different movies and eventually you realize, oh, there's like an actual story that's being referenced here. And then you find the story. And, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's an, it's an important, uh, it's an important thing about the, you know, sort of going in to, to know, uh, you know, it, yeah. I have to agree. I, I'm getting into all this Condry Hero stuff. It feels like it's just essential if you want to understand the genre. It's like if you don't know this story, you're just there's so many things you're gonna miss in a bunch of movies. And uh, and and then of course we have Wang Yaoshi, uh, uh, played by Tony Leung, the other Tony Leung, and mm-hmm. uh, and in this one, he's sort of you know he, he's the whole idea of Peach Blossom Island is 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 explained as him. Uh, coming from this this place where he he had a best friend and the best friend had a wife who was named Peach Blossom and he had some kind of romantic connection to her and that shattered the friendship obviously and the best friend was the blind swordsman um, and and that shattered the friendship but it also uh, you know apparently affected uh, Huang Yaoshi tremendously and so um, so much so that when he uh, you know at the, at the end of the movie. He, um, you know, he's, he, he, and again, it's a little bit confusing, but he also seems to be, uh, in love with, uh, Yung Fung's sister-in-law, which is the driving thing for Yung Fung's character. He's in love with his sister-in-law. And, uh, if you, you know, again, if you know the source material, he had a, uh, his son is a, one of the characters in the book. Um, and is a product of that union. But, but Huang, Huang Yaoshi ends up drinking this this wine that makes you forget your past at the very beginning of the movie which was given to him by the uh uh by the sister-in-law and that's kind of what kicks off a lot of this again i think that's also why i tend to think of this movie as having a drunk feel to it because from the very beginning you have this character who drinks this wine of forgetfulness and then from that point on the whole movie kind of just feels like a uh you know you just i just feel like i'm ambling from place to place in this film um, but I don't know, what, what did you think of how they dealt with Wang Yaoshi and did, 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 did he feel sufficiently explained in, you know, like if, if like, if like from a Condor hero's point of view, from a brave archer point of view. Hmm. Not completely explained, but it makes his, um, makes his um what do you call it i'm losing words here um eccentricness or being eccentric a little bit more explainable because now you know that he's drank this forgotten wine that's 
completely worked with his memory. So then after he drank this wine, did he meet Huang Rong's mother and then live on the Peach Blossom Island and explains why he chose Peach Blossom Island because that reminds him of a time long ago. But I think it kind of explains him. You don't get a total picture of him, though. I, I, I don't think Huang Yoshi being as unconventional as he is and liking being unconventional would like having a backstory that explains him. So <laughs> that, that would, that would no, offend it, him greatly. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd get a taste of his jade flute if he, uh, if he, if he heard you did such a thing. Um, yeah, he, yeah, I, I think, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, I'm a little torn on the Huang Yaoshi bit. Um, I think I like, I like the stuff with the Yung Feng. I like the other stuff, but the Huang Yaoshi feels kind of, I don't know. Huang Yaoshi is a really powerful guy. You know what I mean? He's like a mm-hmm. really, really powerful guy. And, and, and a lot of his part of power kind of comes from what you're talking about, like his unconventional, you know, his, just how unconventional he is. I don't know that he's the sort of person that's weighted down by this sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's, that's my feeling. It's like having that he's doing all of it because of a broken heart that he can't yeah. quite remember just does not seem like Huang Yaoshi yeah. to me. Like Uyong <laughs> Feng, yes. Uyong Feng, yeah. I can picture that way. But but Huang Yaoshi, I, I don't know. I think, I, I, I don't think he gets... Uh, I think I think I, it just doesn't seem like a Huang Yaoshi thing to me. I don't know. I, I mean, no, the Young Feng too. It's like okay, well, and also Oyong K, the, the the other, you know, his his nephew that he's that he looks after in the in the story. It's like oh, okay, that's that's the son of the the woman that he loved that he let get away, which is yes. an interesting which, element there. Well, that's his son. That's um right. Oh, yeah, that's his son. It, it is it? Oh yeah, yeah. I believe okay. that is his son. Okay. Um, okay, I'm sorry. About no, that's okay. It's, 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 but but uh, but but yeah, I, th- I think you're right on that. And um, huh. and so it's just I don't know, like 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 you said, like Hong Shigong, his his whole thing makes sense. Uh, Uyung Feng makes sense, and I think by the end of the movie, well, we'll get into Uyung Feng. Um, but Huang Yaoshi for me just kind of like I did like how they kind of like it, it works. Like it's it's sort of a nice story. You have this guy go from there, and then that's how he ends up being the master of peach blossom island but just the the huang yaoshi i know just doesn't just wouldn't do these things um, yeah well, it worked it worked as a story within the movie yeah. i was very involved in that character story within the movie just if i try and link that story to the condor heroes stories that's where it falls apart so i i was very touched and kind of moved by that story in the movie though so it you know just depends how you look at it but um, but yeah. So I don't know. Do we leave any uh, anyone out besides Young Feng yet? Because we, uh, I mean, there's a girl on the mule who we've talked about, but I don't know if that's a, if if she's uh, she's not that important. Yeah, she's, yeah. Um, she's more important in the way people react to her than what she does herself. I think. Yeah, and that's kind of similar to the Karina Lau character, Peach Blossom. Um, but uh, the woman on the horse. The horse. What did you guys think of the horse scene? Because that's a confusing scene. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you. I, I am too confused by that. That's definitely something I'd need to watch the movie yeah. more to even come up with an opinion on. But but definitely yeah. remember that actress for when we get to Detective D. But I'm sorry, go, go on, Lady Chalfong. Yeah, no, I was confused by that. I <laughs> didn't know when she was on the horse and kneading his neck and looking at the camera, I wasn't sure if she was looking at someone in particular 
or waiting for someone. I was like really confused by that scene. Yeah, I think I think the whole thing is she's kind of been driven into the state by the fact that she is involved in this love triangle with the blind swordsman and Huang Yaoshi. Um, so I, well, I think when we, I, I think she was supposed to be looking at Huang Yaoshi in that scene, but I could be wrong because later, Uyung Fung goes to her in that river, and so maybe it was, maybe it's like a flash forward thing given the nature of the movie, um, because like time really <laughs> is 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 you know. Uh, is not respected in this film. Um, it's, it's not linear at no, all. No, it is no. not a linear movie. If you're if if you if your movies have to be chronological, you do not watch this film. Um, <laughs> it's it's got a lot of flashbacks, and a lot of times it's not. I think there might even be scenes that are flashbacks within flashbacks, but I could be wrong. But it, it's it's definitely got a lot of. Uh, you could ch- I think you could spend a lot of time chart charting out sort of when things are actually happening in the movie. Um, but yeah, but but she's basically crazy is kind of the impression that you get in that scene. Um, and uh, and again, you know, so so that leaves us with Uyung Fung, who's the main character. Um, you know, what you know, what 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 he, he kind of has like a you know, he, he's an iconic character. And the, and I feel like the whole film, he's really not quite Uyung Fung yet. He doesn't he does, he hasn't put on the the full regalia that makes him Uyung Fung. Um, And so the movie is really about him getting there. Do you think the movie sufficiently gets him to that point? I don't think it sufficiently gets him to that point. I think there's probably some other event or another, maybe one or two more events that push him over the edge, down that slope into pure evil. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Because uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, he doesn't. He hasn't. He hasn't become the Venom guy or anything yeah. in this. It's yeah. like he has. He, you know, using the term regalia. It's like I mean, it was like in our in our last uh, Return of Condor Heroes discussion. I, I, you know, brought up. It's like oh, you know, in this one, it's like Yang Gao's kind of now. He's kind of got his regalia of yeah. being, you know, an iconic character with these very distinguishing traits. I won't go into spoilers of what for people that aren't watching, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, he, so yeah, he hasn't hit that point, but he's, he's, he's going off on the path to get to that point as, as far as this movie mm-hmm. takes him. Yeah. And I, 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 I would kind of agree. Cause I feel like he suddenly goes from being Leslie Chung to Uyung Fung. Do you know what I mean? He's like a, it's like a very, like it's a, cause he's still sort of by the end of the movie, he's still sort of that. And, uh, what would you say? Sort of that shady broker who, who, who is 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 a little bit evil, but not necessarily in Uyung Fung territory. I do think that the final shot of him is very effective. I think I think when they they have the scene where he uh, he's fighting, he, he's in some kind of battle, and in the original version, it's like clearly he's fighting beggars. I don't remember if the Redux is it's obvious that he's fighting. Uh, uh, so so in the in the original version, he fight. You see him fighting Hong Ji Gong and a bunch of beggars. Then you see him fighting um uh uh dugu and it, it's even kind of suggested that maybe he kills dugu but i i it's too vague to really you know put down in writing um and and then he just kind of slowly grays and he become you can see him becoming Uyung Fung, and it's it's a, a very i think i think the, the scene 
is effective. But in terms of the stuff that he actually goes through in the film, I feel like, kind of like you guys, maybe there should be an additional added step. Uh, yeah, well, I feel like I feel like that ending. I mean, that ending is effective to an extent if you know who Yong Fong is. But the movie, the movie's kind of just relying on things you know from other yeah. stories to to make you feel that it's not taking you there itself. It's uh, yeah, because it it does explain like how he's you know he's going back to White Camel Camel Mountain and you can see him sort of. It, 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 I mean, we were kind of joking about the Star Wars prequels, but it kind of has that feel of okay, we're putting the sword here so he can pick it up, and we're doing you know. There, there is that sort of, uh, and sometimes that sort of thing isn't as effective as as you would think it would be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but but you definitely get the sense that he's pointed in the direction of White Camel Mountain, and he'll be, uh, you know, you, you you can see how he's going to enter into the Legend of Condor Heroes story, uh, you know, uh, in the near future. Um, but but yeah, so I don't know. That was, uh, but I think overall. I like the backstory because it can, I mean, it connects very strongly with the backstory in the, in the source material. And I like, uh, I like kind of how they dealt with that. Um, and I think that the desert location works. It's a nice mm. kind of, um, it's a, it's a nice landscape for what they're trying to do. Um, yeah, I said the mood in the movie is great and the landscape's a big part of that. Definitely. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know any, any additional thoughts on this one? Any, anything that we didn't cover? Hmm. Uh, I think I pretty much uh, said what I got to say on this one. Yeah, me too. You know, I just have a whole bunch of questions that just weren't answered in the movie anyway. Okay. So <laughs> on the DVD, we won't go there. On, well, there is the uh, there. There's some interviews in the DVD that might answer some of those questions, but um, hmm. but uh, but yeah, I. I I uh I guess the only thing I would add is is I did I did get a chance to see the um the original and my 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 big take home from the difference there is that the music is very very different. That was that's one of the first things that you notice between the two, the re, the Redux and the original. And and I'm of the opinion that the that the original music is is a bit more insid- uh, idiosyncratic, but I think better. Um I think I think that the the new music's fine and it's very good. It's got, they, I think they have Yo-Yo Ma doing the cello and it's, but it, and maybe for that reason, it has kind of a crouching tiger, hidden dragon feel, but the music in the original, I don't know. I just kind of, I like a lot of the music from the nineties films and it feels more like it's, this was a film that was made in the nineties. So I feel like the music should probably reflect that. And to me, the newer music doesn't quite reflect that as much. So, um, so, you know, I, I think overall the, the older music works and and the the older the the original version's like ten minutes longer or so, um, but the official version that we have now is the Redux version. So that's the you know that's sort of the uh, if if you if you if you try to if you try to buy it now, the one you're going to get is is most likely the Redux, unless you're getting like an old VHS or something. Um, so uh, so yeah so so I guess I guess that's that's what we have to say on this one. Um, uh, I think I, I don't know. Would you guys recommend this movie to people? Would you recommend it to Wuxia fans? That's a tough question. Because um, yeah, it is it is not something like Wuxia fans necessarily are going to be going for. But so I'd say if you're if you're if you're invested in the characters in the Condor Hero stories and you're kind of looking for 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 an interesting 
exploration of some of them and you know something thoughtful then yeah i totally recommend it but that's that's, that's that very specific recommendation yeah, not yeah. just if you love condor heroes you're gonna love ashes of time it's yeah. not something i would say i'm agreeing with adam on this one this one is not a movie that i would watch without having some kind of knowledge of the source material and it's definitely not something that you're going to enjoy for fight scenes. So if you really, really like fight scenes and you want your mu movie to be mostly fight scenes, this one's not it. Yeah. But if you really want to see how the main characters that you love from the Condor Heroes series start out or head down their paths, if you like character analysis type films this is one i would go for yeah i, I would agree with that I, I always have kind of like a strong note of caution when i suggest this movie to people for that reason and also i, I kind of realize like a lot of people could just go a completely different direction with it like they just kind of like you like you know you like you said like midway through the film you sort of you ended up liking it but you could have probably just as easily gone the other way if it did yeah. something you didn't like and I, I feel like it's one of those kind of movies where uh, it's not gonna. It's not gonna connect with with everybody, um, and they might have the same reaction I had to the 2015 Assassin movie, um, which was which was extremely negative. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So again, we, we flipped the coin. So we're going to be doing uh, Iron Monkey on the 25th and the Blade on the first. But next week, uh, to continue with our 90s theme, we are going to be doing Tai Chi Master, uh, which is one of my favorites. Uh, hopefully. By saying that, I'm not jinxing it for both of you guys. But, I've already seen it, seen and it? I like okay. it. Okay, no, all right. No, knowing uh, you like it's your favorite has already tamed me to thinking it's got to be terrible. Yeah. So. So, <laughs> so it's uh, not another one of Brendan's favorites. Yeah, oh, man. But but I will warn people: it is another one of those movies where there's a dose of comedy. So just sort of, you know, it's not it's not as much as Wing Chun, but there is there is. Wouldn't wouldn't you wouldn't you say that, Lady Chow Fung? There's some there's some humor in this movie to be aware of. There is some humor to be aware of. So if you're thinking this is going to be like a completely serious movie, it's not. There are some chuckles in it. Yeah. And, and that kind of goes with the 90s and the 80s movies in general from Hong Kong. You, you just get a lot of that. Some less than, obviously, Ashes of Time. Zero. Zero <laughs> <Yeah>. comedy. Um, <laughs> unless it's just one big extended joke and we didn't realize it. There's like zero comedy in it. Yeah, um, someone, someone's act is listening going, they didn't get any of the yeah. jokes. What is wrong with these people? <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so I'm looking forward to Tai Chi Master. It's got Jet Li. It's a it's it's a really i think it's a really fun movie and uh and 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 a lot of people really like iron monkey that's with donnie yen we're going to be doing iron monkey at the end of the month and and the blade which which i can tell you doesn't have i don't think has any comedy either that's a pretty grim movie um so so yeah and and, and next month we're doing ghosts and spirited beasts as our theme um and so we'll be uh, hopefully getting to the original not the original but the first painted skin from the we did resurrection we're going to do the, the i think it was the 2008 version of painted skin um and so it'll be nice to kind of you know for 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 people who felt i just threw them into the sequel we'll get a uh we'll, we'll, we'll get a cd are you talking about me no no i'm talking about <laughs> listeners who might feel that i just kind of threw you guys into the sequel um but uh 
you know we'll get we'll get some we'll get some uh some background story and we have a we, we have some other movies lined up but we're sort of still finalizing our decisions so um so yeah so uh we'll be on next week and we also will be posting i'm not sure exactly when but uh lady chow fung and i did an iron triangle special and we're going to be posting that up and it'll be linked at uh at the shaw brothers universe stuff but uh but i don't know i thought we had a good conversation wouldn't you say that was a was an interesting discussion yeah it was it was a good one so uh so yeah so uh you know an iron triangle movies are films with uh t lung and david cheng directed by cheng Che. so uh you know we go over i think we cover five films in that one so so all right so we will be back on and oh and uh definitely if you like the show uh support us on patreon we'll put a link in the uh in the uh description below you can you can go from there's a, a number of different levels that starts at one dollar and works its way up we appreciate any amount of contribution people can do and uh and 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 uh and if you if you if you sign up for certain levels you get to do things like vote on uh on movies that we're going to be reviewing and uh voting on the monthly themes things like that so so all right so we will be back on next week and we will talk to you later